Zion Hill Church family presents the Resurrection on the Hill drive-in service. That's right, this Resurrection Sunday, April 12th, come to the Zion Hill Church family parking lot and stay in your vehicle to enjoy the drive-in service with Pastor Joshua Joy Dara. With three worship services, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m., attend the service of your choice. That's this Sunday, April 12th. The Zion Hill Church family presents the Resurrection on the Hill drive-in service. Park in the church parking lot, stay in your vehicle, and enjoy the service with three services, 8, 9.30, and 11 a.m. at Zion Hill Church family, 312 Hunter Street in Pineville. For more information, call 318-704-6900 or on Facebook or ZionHill.com. Attend the service of your choice. No entry to the church. Social distancing mandates will be enforced. You know, I've always desired to be with you and to study the Word of God with you. Today, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. This same time, every Wednesday, I just want you to understand the Word of God with me. Today, we're going to begin the study of the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. Guess what my intention is? I intend to walk through the whole Bible page by page, chapter by chapter, and just to equip you and me with the Word of God. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Believe me, you're going, to, you're going to like it. We're going to talk about the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. The first thing I want you to know about that book, the book is divided into two sections. What did I say? Two, two sections. The first part of the Bible of that book is from chapter 1 through chapter 11. And then you have chapter 12 all the way through to chapter 50. I will point out how significant those divisions are. That first part, chapter 1 through verse 11, is about the story of God and the whole world. Then the second part, is about the story of God and a gentleman by the name Abraham and his family. You'll be amazed how you can find yourself in that storyline. Ladies and gentlemen, according to the scripture, it starts out with God stepping into a very chaotic world. The world was so messed up. I mean, the world was without form. Darkness was in the midst of the deep. And God stepped into that. Guess what he said? He said, let there be light. And there was light. In other words, God makes sense out of chaos. God really created order and beauty out of the big mess going on. I can stop being preached all day. One thing I want you to know about this God is he's a God of honor. 
If your life is out of order right now as you're listening to me, do you know that God can put it back together? I wish I could testify sometimes, don't you? That's exactly what happened to me. Ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> I was messed up, man. <laughs> but God, but God in his grace and mercy straightened out my life. That's why I can smile. That's why I'm happy today. God made sense out of nonsense that was going on. It was chaos. The earth was without form. Darkness was in the midst of the deep. And God stepped right in and created beauty out of it. As part of what God made that time, he also created human beings. Wow. Now you see yourself in the picture. He made human beings. That's you and me. And then the Bible says he made us in his image. Whoa. That is something to shout about. Do you realize that you are made in the image of God? Do you realize you are made in the, in the likeness of God? According to the scripture, these explain your role on earth. These explain my role on earth. This should explain your purpose. My purpose. Just think about it. When you realize you are made in the image of God, you won't be acting like a fool. When I think about I'm made in the likeness of God, I won't mis mistreat my wife. I will not abuse my family. I want to be abused my own body. So let that sink in for a moment. Because when people don't know the purpose of a thing, they are likely to abuse it. You know what I'm trying to tell you, my friend? There is a reason why God made humans. You are one of those human beings. He made you in his image. He made you in his likeness. The reason why God made you and me is for you and me to reflect the character of God. Just imagine what will be the character of Almighty God. The character of God is good. The character of God is love. The character of God is orderliness. The character of God is joyfulness. People ask me all the time, man, why are you so happy all the time? Well, I think about who God is, and I am made in his image. That's enough for me to shout. That's enough for me to put a smile on my face every day. Ladies and gentlemen, because you and I are representation of God on earth, we are here for a purpose. That purpose is to reign on earth. Are you listening to me? Our purpose here is to rule on earth. We're not just here just wandering around. I'm amazed sometimes to see my brothers, my sisters, just wasting their lives. Have no clue what their purpose in life is. Hey, man, listen to me. You are here to reign. You are really a representation of God on earth. He thinks so highly of you. He wants you to dominate this planet Earth. And guess what God did? He gave you a sign. 
He gave me assignment to keep this planet, to care for this planet, to work this planet, to dominate the planet, to replenish the planet, to multiply and increase. By the way, there's a lesson there. You are not just a figurehead. You are supposed to win. You see, like me, I happen to be a preacher. I'm a lawyer. I'm a businessman, you know. Guess what? In all those areas, I win. Yes, sir. <laughs> you are not supposed to lose on earth, my friend. <laughs> you are made in God's image to dominate the earth. Let that sink in, in your spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, our job is to make this planet Earth that God created to be more beautiful. Our job is to harness all the potential of this Earth and make it more loving and make it more refreshing. In fact, God was so good. Guess what he did? He not only made humans, he made them a garden. He created literally a paradise for them to dwell so they can rule and reign and have fun. That is your purpose, my friend. That is my purpose, my friend. And then when you continue to read the book of, of Genesis, what you're going to find out is that you have a choice. God gave you and me a choice. How did I know that? He put two trees in that garden. How many trees? Two. One tree is called the tree of life. The other tree is called the tree of good and evil. God is such a mastermind. He gave you and I a choice. You know they talk about, I go to court and people will say I have freedom of religion, I have freedom of choice, I have freedom of speech. You see, true freedom came from God. From the get-go, he gave you and I freedom. So we have to choose whether what God defines as good and evil is what we will call good and evil. Or whether we're going to make up our own stuff is our choice. You know what is so sad about this? When you get to chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, then you will find out what happened is that a snake showed up. Mm -hmm. I can still be a preacher all day. <laughs> You'll be surprised. All kinds of snakes. I mean, literally. There are some python spirit in this world that will choke life out of you. You try to pray. Sometimes you just want to suffocate you so you won't pray. You'll be surprised there are some snake in the pulpit. Hey, don't turn me off, my man. <laughs> it is amazing. What is going on in our world today? This snake showed up out of nowhere. What's he up to? He said to these people, he said, look, folks, have you considered what God told you? Oh, yeah, they say, we knew. You know, it's, it was just Adam and Eve in the garden. And this snake showed up, started a conversation. And then the next thing he said, he lied to them. 
And that's what snakes do. Whether it's in your house, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a minister, whether it's a government leader, there's all kinds of snakes out there. Yes, I said it. <laughs> That's all snakes do. They lie. He told these people. He said, you know, God told you if you eat from this tree, you would die. He said, God is just telling a tale. He said, if you eat this fruit that God told you not to touch, you will become like God. See, that's a lie there. Just think about it. He is telling them if they eat those fruit, they will become like God. But check this out. They were already like God. Remember, the Bible said they were made in the image. Just look at me, man. You've got to admit I'm good looking, right? <laughs> I am made in the image of God. I don't have to listen to any devil to tell me who I am. Part of the problem today, ladies and gentlemen, some people don't even know who they are. The reason why people do crazy stuff, they don't know who they are. Sometimes some people be tripping. Black folks trying to be white. <laughs> white folks trying to be black. It's just, it's just amazing all the craziness going on. But when you know who you are, you don't have to be who you're not. Why would a man want to be a woman? Why would a woman want to be a man? Hey, don't turn me up. I told you. I, I just want to keep it real. It is important to know who you are. When that snake came in to tell them, if they eat this fruit, they will become like God. That was the biggest lie. They were already like God. They were made in the image of God. They were made in the likeness of God. So don't let any devil, any snake lie to you about who you are. Be proud of who you are. If you're black, celebrate your blackness. If you're white, I'm very happy for you. If you're a man, hey, be proud to be a, hey, like me. Yes, indeed, the brother is straight all the way. <laughs> if you're a woman, be glad to be a woman of God. It is fun to be who you are. That snake lied to them. They bought into the lie. And you know the rest of the story. From Genesis chapter 3, it was downward spread. And then, then you begin to see the consequence. The consequence of him rebelling against God, ignoring what God called good, what God called evil, and making the choice to define their own so-called good and evil. Now, they started a crazy life. By the way, let me pause here to mention to you, every time that you and I rebel against God, do you know what that really means? It means we invite destruction into our lives. Can I be real with you for a few minutes? You know, I'm in my 60s right now. 
I wish I could tell you I've always been right all my life. But that would be a lie. There are times in my own life that I've done things wrong, that I rebel against God. But you know one thing I can tell you? Rebellion always leads to destruction. When I look back over my life, I'm glad that I, I was able to repent of those things and ask God to forgive me. But the consequences is still there. Just because God forgives you of your sin, that don't mean you don't pay the price. Uh huh. If you go to Walmart to steal their T-shirt, and then you get on your knees, Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> They're going to lock you up anyway. The Lord will forgive you though. So there is consequence to sin. So what happened, God pronounced serious judgment on their life. You remember what happened in the Bible. The Bible said, basically, uh, the man, Mr. Adam, from now on, will have to struggle for everything. He will have to work. He will have to sit, shed tears. He will have to sweat. He will have to struggle. The same thing with the snake. God said to the snake, from now on, you will have to crawl on your belly. And then he said to the snake, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, he said, you think you won now, but guess what? Really, you actually, you lose. Why? Because the day will come that the seed of that woman will bruise your head. Check it out. It's in the Bible. Genesis chapter 3. By the way, I will encourage you to read this thing. I, I just don't want to tell you what is going down. Read it for yourself. You're smart. That's what I had to do. I'm just a, you know, a teacher at Louisiana College. I'm a professor by nature, so I'm used to teaching every day. I'm just trying to break it down so that you and me can get it, so that all of us can be a winner in life. The more we understand the word of God, the better. God told that woman too. He said, you're not going to be free either. Just like I pronounced judgment on the snake, just like I pronounced judgment on the man, you also will have to pay a price for your sin. He told that woman, he said, from now on, childbearing is going to be painful for you. Isn't that the truth? I've watched my wife birth a children. Now I'm telling you, it's not fun. I'm not even a woman, but I can feel our pain. Goodness gracious. It also let me know the Bible is true. Isn't it amazing what God said thousands of years ago is still true today? God also told the woman, he said, I hate to tell you, from now on, your desire will be that of your husband. And then his sisters, don't hate on me now. That's why I said, read it for yourself. He also told that woman, that man will always rule over you. Huh. 
You see, man, that's in the Bible. I didn't write it. Nah, brothers, don't use that as a tool to take advantage of anybody. You know what, what comes next? Everything went down the drain their whole life. I can share with you examples after examples of what went wrong. The first thing is that, look, their relationship with God was messed up. These are people who are hanging out with God every day. God will literally come down and hang out with, with Adam and Eve. Now, they them screw up their relationship. Guess what else happened? They also messed up the relationship between one another. Now they don't trust each other anymore. Does that sound like what we're dealing with today? I am amazed how many people are married. They call themselves husband and wife. But guess what? They don't trust each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, don't turn me up for telling the truth. <laughs> If you don't believe I'm telling the truth, why are you having a secret account where you and your husband have a joint account? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm talking about? Because it's a lack of trust. Just because, uh, Brother Baba, just in case Brother Baba messed up, you have this separate secret account with your mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that ain't right, you know? <laughs> This lack of trust in our relationship with one another. You'll be surprised. Even some pastors don't trust their own church members. You'll be surprised some church members don't trust their own pastor. You'll be surprised husband and wife don't trust each other. You'll be surprised people in government, cut through, Democrats, Republicans, independent, everybody just acting a fool. Yes, I said it. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell the truth. Guess what else? Another consequence of all these bad choices by Adam and Eve was they lost their intimacy with God. Wow, I can stop them and preach all day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's a dangerous thing for you and me to lose our intimacy with God. Then you'll see as time goes on, you'll find out in, in chapter 4 of Genesis how a brother, the story was told of a, two brothers, actually, Cain and Abel. You still with me? I told you, man, I got this thing damn <laughs> But I want you to know it also. Study the Bible with me. The Bible is really not a difficult book. My intention is to take you through the entire Bible. It might take us a whole year to do it, but it's worth it. That's why I invite you to join me every Wednesday. Just, just come and study with me. My assignment, the anointing that God has put upon me, is to keep it simple. Everyone can understand. You got your own assignment too. You are anointed for something. I'm just sharing with you. 
what God has called me to do. Ladies and gentlemen, everything was going down the hill from the time Adam and Eve messed up. Two brothers, then one of them became jealous of the other. Then that one person killed the other. Now we see a spirit of jealousy creeping. Then a spirit of murder keeps creeping. Then if you keep on reading chapter 4, you will find that after Cain killed his brother Abel, then he founded a city. And guess what the Bible said about that city? It is full of chaos, violence, and mess. You see, once you start to go down the wrong direction, you try a little joint today. <laughs> before you realize it, you try something else. Before you realize it, you become addicted to something. The road to destruction always starts with a little thing. The next thing you find out is that in that same city, a gentleman by the name Lamech creep up. You, you know what the Bible says about this guy? He was the first man that started to marry several wives. Mm -hmm. You see, the point I'm making is that the original master was leading to more master. And you would think people will have enough sense to come back to God and say, look, I'm sorry. That's what I had to do when I screw up. This Lamech guy, not only was he, was he marrying several women, he was treating these women like their properties. And he mistreated them so bad. And then, before, sounds like something going on today, isn't it? And then, to, to add more to the situation, this Lamech guy was, was so evil, the Bible said he was more evil than Cain. Now, you know if you're more evil than Cain, who murders somebody, who kills somebody, you're really a bad dude. <laughs> and that thing continued. It was one mess after the other. Then the next thing you hear, when you begin to study chapter 3 to chapter 11, then you will find that all this chaos continued. There was the story also that the Bible described as sons of God. By the way, don't be fooled by those terms. This don't mean angels of Almighty God. These were fallen angels. Angels of the devil. Angelic beings that were kicked out of heaven. Guess what they start to do? They start to mix and mingle with the people of this earth, especially the women. They were married, many women, just like Homeboy Lamech, and then they were producing giants. It's just amazing how one mess leads to the other. It was so bad. It was such a bad situation. In fact, it's so bad. The Bible says another example. Uh, the brothers from Mesopotamia, a bunch of them, they came together. They discovered a new technology. I mean, nothing like what we have today. It's not like they have F-16 fighter or anything like that. 
They just discover how to make bricks. And guess what they decided to do? They were going to build a tower all the way to heaven. Can you believe that? They were so arrogant and pompous. They said, we're going to go get with God. We're going to figure these things out. We're going to check him out and see what's he up to. Can you imagine ordinary human beings trying to mess with God? That's how bad, that's how sickening our world has become. This is a good world that God created and entrusts us to make it even better. And entrusts us to watch over it, to protect it, and harness its potential. Guess what we did? We just screwed up. Now we created a planet full of evil, full of violence, full of danger. Folks can't even sleep easy in their own homes. I'm amazed. My wife had to get a padlock and double lock. And I said, what is this? You see, this is the kind of mess you're not living in. Ordinary, innocent people just walking the street and then they get shot. Have you been listening to some of what is going on in some of our cities? I hate to mention any city because, you know, my broadcast is international now. Hallelujah. I'm a blessed brother. <laughs> See, it's just the result of sin. You know what happened? The Lord confused their language. The Lord stepped in to show them he's bigger than all of them. All of them combined. He messed up the language. They couldn't communicate with each other. It's like me speaking to you, and you don't understand what the hell I'm saying, and and I and you speaking to me, and I have no clue what you're talking about, and everybody is running their mouth, but they couldn't understand each other. It was a big mess. So I can go on and on to share with you. The next thing that happens in the book of Genesis is that, believe it or not, God became so upset with this old thing. The Bible says God regretted that he made the planet Earth and that he made human beings especially. And then God decided to wipe the slate. And that's when we have the story of flood. But God found a man and his family. The brother's name is Noah. Noah was righteous. Noah was trying to do the right thing. So God spared his life. God told him, made a boat with all your family. Do you know the story? And the result of that, ladies and gentlemen, God allowed the flood to destroy the earth except the family of Noah. And then now God basically named Noah a new Adam. God basically commissioned Noah with the same mission he had given to Adam and Eve before. Then God told Noah, he repeated the same blessings that he had given Adam and Eve. There's a lesson there. We have a God that always trying to rescue you and me. When you messed up, 
when I messed up, he's always looking for ways to redeem us, to rescue us. Hallelujah. I can shout on that. I don't know about you. Every time I messed up, there's something on the inside of me that let me know. If I would just turn my way, if I would just repent and make a U-turn and get back on track, God will give me another chance. I believe that you, you, you see the same thing I'm saying. God wants to give you another chance. Maybe you're on the right path right now. Thank God for you. But maybe you're going the wrong direction. You're making wrong choices. Maybe deep in your spirit, you know this is not the right thing. Mama didn't raise you like that. Your daddy didn't bring you up like that. And in your conscience, you know, look, I am better than this. You know what you have to do today, my friend? Just make a U-turn. Ask God to forgive you. I've done that. Ain't no shame in my game. And guess what God will do? He will forgive you. He will restore you. He will give you another chance. How did I know? Hey, been there, done that, got me a t-shirt to show for it. God is a good God. Will you believe that even after God rescued Noah and his family, the Bible continues to say Noah started a garden. This is the new Adam, supposed to take over and do things right. And guess what he did? He got drunk. Can you believe it? I say he must be my king for <laughs> After God has rescued you, you got involved in an automobile accident. God saved your behind. You find yourself in the hospital. God, in his grace and mercy, brought you out. Your credit was jacked up. God, he gave you a good automobile. Maybe I'm talking about my own self. <laughs> God is such a good God. You would think we'll get our head together and do the right thing. No, Noah, just like his grandparents, Adam and Eve, he got drunk. In the process, he had three children. He had three sons. In the process, one of those sons, by the name Ham, shamed him. Like his previous grandfather, you remember the story of Adam and Eve? They found themselves naked. Guess what happens to Noah too? He found himself naked. He's, he was so drunk, his clothes were off. And he was shamed. Just like the previous Adam said, he was shamed. Well, I can go on and on. But I want to keep this short. Because today what I've done with you is to take you from Genesis chapter 1 and walk you through the Bible on to chapter 11. All you need to do is just go back and read it and then let these stories that I've shared with you then you remind and say, man, that's what Pastor Josh was telling me. Okay, this is how this connects with this, this is how it connects with that. Then, the next time I come to share with you we start with chapter 12. That's the bridge. Then our God always trying to look for ways to rescue human beings. So the next time I will show you his game plan. How he found another family by the name 
Abraham and all of his family. And how he came up with a game plan to rescue the whole human race. You know the bottom line of my message to you today? I know you've made some mistakes. I have made some mistakes in my life. But I want to encourage you today. See the heart of God. Notice how he said to the, to the snake, the day will come when the seed of that same woman you mess with will bruise your head. That is God's redemptive plan to bring you and me out of trouble with any snake in our life. And I just want to invite you today to consider giving your life to Jesus Christ. If you make some mistake, if you have messed up, if you've done the wrong thing, or maybe you've just been struggling about the question, does God really exist? My friend, believe me when I tell you, I try him for myself. I know he's real. Not only will he forgive you, he will protect you from harm and danger. He's got your back. He will watch over you. He will help you and give you insights. I wish I could really open up to you and tell you how I came to this country with nothing. But by inviting Jesus Christ into my heart, and let him, letting him be my savior and my Lord. Oh, he has opened so many doors. I'm not trying to brag. The Negro is blessed. <laughs> I want to invite you. Let's join that club. That Jesus club. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. All you need to do is to recognize you're a sinner. And recognize that you need a savior. And invite him to be your savior. Invite him to be your Lord. And he will do just that. He did it for me. He will do the same thing for you. I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for studying the word of God with me. If this program is a blessing to you. And you would like to support the ministry. That God has placed. In my hand. And the people of God. Assigned Hill Church family. I invite you to feel free to support what we do. All you need to do is go to our website, www.zionhill.com, and feel free to give as the Lord leads you. We appreciate you watching. Let's continue to study the Bible together. And the Bible says, in all of our getting, we must get understanding. God bless you till we meet again.